0: You know, for a lot of people, unfortunately, that's what they think they're going to experience when they come to church, and a lot of people do. Experience a place that really doesn't speak their language. Experience a place that makes them uncomfortable, makes them feel like they can't be themselves, makes them feel like people are looking back at them or down on them. A place that's just just hard to understand. What a tragedy when church becomes that for people. You know, I think churches become that way when they lose their focus. And when they stop focusing on the right things and begin to focus on other things that really don't have anything to do with the message of Jesus Christ, it becomes just like that. And people walk in the door and they're uncomfortable. They don't get what's said. They don't understand what's going on. And they never come back. You know, there was once a church that was different than that. There was once a church that was the fastest growing church in the world. People didn't go to this church. They lived as the church. They didn't go to this place to worship. They lived a life of worship. People were growing. New people were being invited in. And they were setting the world On fire by simply living out what they really believed, and they made a difference, and the church grew rapidly. You can read about that church in the New Testament in the book of Acts. There's some Bibles coming down the aisles right now. If you don't have a Bible, we'd love for you to have one. If you're here for the first time today and you didn't bring your Bible, just raise your hand. We give these out every week at Life Point because we believe the words in there can lead you to a knowledge of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So raise your hand, you can follow along on the screen, or you can turn to the pages in the Bible as I read today. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, you begin to read about this thing called the church. What happened, a bunch of people who were once Jewish Jewish people decided they were going to follow Jesus Christ, the Messiah. And they decided that His words were true and they were going to follow Him. And then here's how the message translation of the New Testament describes what was going on in these people's lives who had recently said they wanted to follow Christ. Acts 2, beginning at verse 42, it says, They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal, and the prayers. Everyone was in awe. All the wonders and signs done through the apostles. All the believers lived in a wonderful harmony, holding everything in common. They sold whatever they owned and pooled their resources so that each person's need was met. They followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple, followed by meals at home. They all praised God. People liked what they saw. Every day their number grew as God added to those who were saved. That was the norm. But what happened? What got from church being like that, where it was a life, a way of living, to being something that you went to, to being something like you saw on the screen? What happened? What happened was humans do what humans have a tendency to do, is that that they lost their focus. At some point, things kind of got out of focus, and they didn't see things as clearly as they used to. And as they got further and further from their beginnings... Things that really shouldn't matter started to matter more, and then they lost their focus. You know, all of life is like that. If you lose your focus on something, it kind of gets out of whack. Lose lose your focus on your health and watch what happens. Stop focusing on your diet and watch your waistline increase or decrease. Stop, Stop focusing on exercise and all of a sudden your body is a mess. Stop focusing on relationships and you'll find yourself lonely. Stop focusing on your marriage and you'll find it very quickly getting unhealthy. So in life, we have to come back and focus on those things. Those of us that have families, you have to, you have to intentionally say, I've got to be focused. I've got to recalibrate. I've been focused too much over here, too much at work. I've got to come back and I've got to refocus where I'm supposed to be with my family, where God would have me focus. As a church, it's the same thing. We need to know our focus. We need to know the things that God would have us focus on. And you don't have to read the teachings of Christ very long at all to see what Jesus would have the church focus on, and that is spreading his message to the world who needs to hear it. In Matthew 28, Jesus said, go into this entire world and share this good news with people. Teach them, baptize them, make sure they grow. And make sure they go and do the same thing. See, that's what was happening in this first century. I mean, people's lives were getting messed up with the message of Christ in a good way. All of a sudden, the way they lived, the way they thought, the way they acted, it all changed. And church wasn't this thing you went to. It was this life that you lived as you followed Christ. And at life point, as young as we are, we need to still constantly come back and refocus, and make sure we keep things in focus so things stay relevant, so you're able to grow, so we're able to multiply like Jesus asked us to multiply. If you're here for the first time today, or you've been coming to LifePoint for a while, this is a great time to be experiencing LifePoint over the next few weeks. Because one of the things we ask everybody to do is to go to our overview class and find out what we believe and some things we focus on and some things that make us we think make us distinct From other churches. And starting today, going four more weeks, we're going to talk about four of those things that we focus on. We usually talk about some of this material, not all of what I'm talking about, but some of it's talked about in our overview class. It used to be called What's Up, then it was called What We Believe, and stick around a few months, it'll be called something else. But it's the material that helps show people the path to committing to membership. And you might be sitting there thinking, great, I've been through this before. I went through all three versions of that thing. And I mean, the, my goodness, why are we coming back to it? Because we need to come back to things because we will lose our focus if we don't. And if, if you're here just starting coming, this is perfect. You don't have to do anything extra. Just come to church and you're going to hear what it means to say, I want to be a part of that church over the next four weeks. And we, we've always got to come back and refocus or we lose. You learn something new every time you look at something again. Just week before last, I started the 2009 Read Through the Bible Challenge. If you haven't done that, go to our website, click on that. You can go to another website that's got the full text, the full reading plan. You can even download it to your Blackberry or your iPhone and have it with you all the time. And I started reading through that. And one day I was just sitting reading on my phone through, through Genesis, the reading for the day. And I learned something I'd never seen before. I'd read Genesis a bunch, over and over. I'd read every chapter. I knew every story. But here I was refocusing on the first book of the Bible, thinking, well, I already know this, and I learned something. So anytime we come back and refocus and recalibrate, we're going to learn something. We're going to say, oh, that's why. Oh, that makes sense. And that keeps us in life from getting into trouble and things getting unhealthy. And that keeps us in church from becoming irrelevant to the world around us. You know, at the end of this, you're going to have, we're going to have a day near the end of this, at the end of this series in February where you can commit to membership. And some of you have already done that. And if you haven't, you'll know exactly what it means to commit to membership. Membership at LifePoint is a little bit different, maybe, than you've heard. It's not a, than you've experienced before. It's not a place where you come down and somebody, you know, bestows upon you, I give you thou now membership or whatever. That's not the way it works. The way it works is it's not a privilege that we've got membership, you know, uh, cards in the office and you get a card. It's not the same thing. The way membership works at LifePoint is you make a commitment To some very core things, you're going to hear all about those. You'll be fully informed. You'll know exactly what you're committing to. You can actually pick up a membership packet at any time at the info booth. But you you make a commitment to the church. Membership's not something the church just hands out. So here are four things that we're going to go through over four weeks that as a church we have committed that we are going to keep in focus as we fight Fight, fight all we can to keep from becoming what you saw on the screen. And these four things are simplicity, growth, relevancy, and multiplication. And today, I'm going to unpack the one, simplicity. That's what God wants from His people. Just simply follow Him. And you know what God asked us to do is a pretty simple thing. He says, love me, love people, and change the world. Why does that have to be so difficult? Why is that so hard for some people to get? Why is it so hard to understand? Why does, it, why does so many churches end up becoming irrelevant? It's because they lose their focus on that that God wants us to stay focused on. So we're always going to have a time where we come back to this as a church and say, we need to know, you need to know if you're just checking us out, these are the things that mean a lot to us, and we believe this is how God is telling us to be relevant to our world. It's a simple message. Even though it's simple, people have done a really good job at making it complex and making it difficult. Have you ever been a part of a church before? Before this one. And if you ever been a part of a church that may have had some conflict? I guarantee the conflict was because people got their eyes off of that which was simple. And they started to get their eyes and hands and and emotions around the complex that took place somewhere behind a closed door that nobody knew about in this whisper and that conversation, this going on. It's because they forgot about what was important. Yeah, the words might come out of their mouth, but it's not really there because they're so complex in their thinking. People aren't even listening anymore. And Jesus says, make it simple just share my message with the world. Jesus made it simple, but we complicate it. You know, simple is good. Simple is in. Simple is really cool. If you've ever met anybody who's made the switch and been converted to, to you know, the faith and bought a Mac, uh, you know that they're they're really they're really people who are evangelistic about their computers don't really have you experienced that oh you gotta have one of these your life will be better it's just better yeah i don't know if it's really i like it better but i don't know if it's really better but they're simple they're very simple they do things for you You don't have to know much you just start using you know and also here's another thing same company but greatest electronic in the world simple One little wheel, one little button, four little, that's it. And you can just click your way to 1,500 songs or videos or contacts or calendar. Simple. When you sit down at your computer, about 90% of you will use Google as your search engine. There are 24 words on Google's website when you go to the first page of their search engine. Go to somebody else's and look at all the hundreds of words that just yell out at you. Now, I don't understand how Google makes money because that's where the ads would go, but they're not there, and somehow they still make all kinds of money. I don't don't get that, but they're simple. Simple churches are effective churches because Jesus is the originator of simple. And you might look and think, what all do you have to offer at LifePoint? What all do you have to offer? There may not be this long menu of offerings, but that's intentional. That's because there's very few focused things that we're going to do that will change lives because simple is more effective. Just because you have more, that doesn't ensure that you're going to be able to do more. Activity never equals productivity. Productivity. And when we sit in our staff meetings and we talk about things and all these great things that are coming out that we could do, we have to always remember, you know, just because that's a good thing doesn't mean it's the right thing. And just because we're doing activity doesn't mean that we're being productive. In the book Simple Church, authors Tom Rainer and Eric Geiger say this, to have a simple church, leaders must ensure that everything their church does fits together to produce life change. They must design a simple process that fits together, a simple process that moves people towards spiritual maturity. That was Jesus' message. Share this, grow, teach people how to grow, and teach them to share that with other pe- people. You know, when Jesus came on the scene 2,000 years ago, access to God or religion had gotten pretty complicated. It, it had gotten really difficult to know how to follow God. There were five main Jewish sects at that time, Jewish divisions. And Jesus came on the scene, and they always quizzing him about rules. But but here's what these five sects had gotten together and done. They They had created this very complicated system of rules. And here's how it got complicated. They had 613 laws that had to be obeyed. And they got those from looking through the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. So they looked at that book and they pulled out 613. Why 613? Well, because 613 is the number of Hebrew letters that are in the Ten Commandments. That's why they did it. Then they took the 613 laws and they divided them into binding and non-binding affirmative and negative commands, 248 affirmative commands. And that was the number of body parts known to them at the time. Go figure. 248, I guess they figured it's an easy number to remember. Then the remaining 365 negative commands were for every day of the year, just in case you got to feel too good about yourself. So you could read one of the negative commands. Then they further divided those commands into binding and non-binding. I guess the ones you want to do and the ones you really don't have to do. Then they spent their days debating on which one of these commands were important. Do this one, not do that one. What do you think? What do you think? That's all they did. No wonder people were going, I don't want that. I w- do you want 613 laws and you're not really even sure if they're the ones and you're not sure which day to do what and how to do all that kind of stuff? Just give it away. And Jesus comes on the scene and they say, let's trick him. Because Jesus was gaining popularity as a rabbi. So they decide they're going to trick Jesus and they corner him one day. And they say, Jesus... Which one of these commands is the most important? And Jesus had the ability to take this complex system and make it very simple. Just like when you think your life is running like it's never going to just running and like you're never going to get rest. Your life is running in all directions and you feel pressure and pulled inside and there's so much complexity going on in your life. Jesus can take that and make it very simple because he says, if you feel like that, come to me and I will give you rest. So can you imagine the conflict in people's hearts and lives who were living under this 613 rule book? And that's why Jesus said to them, if you're weary, if you're burned down, same thing he says to us today, I will give you rest. It's simple. So they figure, okay, Jesus, then tell us which of these commands are the most important. And this is what he says in Matthew 22, verse 37. It says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. So in just a few sentences, Jesus took this huge thing that people were scared to death of and didn't understand, and he brought it down and just said, look, if you love God and you love people, that's greater than any of these other 613 commands. I don't care how much you do in a day. I don't care how devoted you think you are. If you miss these two, all those hang on this. So if you're going to focus on any laws... Focus on loving God and loving people. It's that simple. That's what Jesus says. So we try to apply this simplicity principle to everything we do at LifePoint. Everything we try to do as a church, we try to apply this and think, is that simple? Is it making things too complicated? Are we having too much of this and that and all these different menu of choices? We need to make it simple. You've probably heard these three words, or at least you've seen them on the website or on a sign out there. Begin belong and grow. And that's the process we want everybody that comes through these doors to go through. Everybody can begin. I don't care if you've been a Christ follower for a day, 20 years, or you're still checking it out and you're a skeptic, you can still begin. That's what this is right here. This is where you can come and you can begin. And you can start to hear worship or participate in worship. Or you can start to listen to messages and begin to apply them them to your lives. This is where you can say, hey, I want to check out that overview class and see what what that's all about and see what LifePoint believes. Everybody can begin. But we don't want you to just begin and then begin and begin and begin and begin. We want you to begin, but we want you to move on to something else, and that's belong. Because if you don't belong, you're not living the life That God has for you. By belonging, we mean engaged in meaningful relationships with other people, and you are missing out if you're not doing it. If you don't have a support network of people, if you don't have a spiritual group of people that you're connected with, that's why we're going to say it. We're going to say it. We're not going to let it go, because if you're not doing that, you don't belong. And we want you to belong. We want you to be in a a community of people that you feel like you belong to. And you can share your life with. And they can share their life with you. So if you're feeling uneasy, like things aren't quite right, maybe it's because you haven't got to that belong step. And you haven't started some relationships that can continue to take you deeper and deeper into transparency with other people. And that's when life will really start to make a lot of sense. When you really... Start to belong. Today you have an opportunity you're going to hear about in a few minutes. Darren's going to tell you about uh, signing up for a small group. And if you've been in one before, stop meeting for whatever reason, give it another shot because you don't want to miss out on belonging. And then we want people to move on to grow. When people start to grow, they start to give more of themselves away. And you can't go to Life Point in Action and go and scrub floors and plant plants and and fix up people's yards and feed homeless people and hungry people. You can't do that without giving some of yourself away. That's why we make that available to you once a quarter. That's why it's available. You go out at the info booth today or out at that table and you can sponsor a kid in Guatemala. You could go to Guatemala in the ministry we've chosen to, to be connected with for World Message. You can go there and give yourself away. And when you start to give yourself away, you will feel growth like you've never felt before. When you start to serve give yourself away, maybe give some of your stuff away, even a little bit of your money, you'll start to grow like never before. And we want everybody to go through that entire process. Simple is deeper because simple really connects you. Simple requires that we say no to good things so we can stay focused on that which is best. If we said yes to every good thing, We would be so deluded, we wouldn't be able to do no thing well. I mean, it's tempting because all these great opportunities. I mean, we've chosen to focus on Guatemala as a world mission point, and that's it. That's it. That's the only place we're sending our money. Why? Because focusing there will make a bigger difference than spreading it out over all these places. Simple, focused, and you can take part in it, and you can watch that thing grow Being simple requires effort though. It's not easy. Easy and simple don't mean the same thing. Being simple means you have to constantly reevaluate is this simple? Is this something that's not going to overburden people? Keep it simple. Simple also means that our staff our staff's not a group of people who provide programs for you to participate in. They're a group of people who provide opportunities for you to grow. Opportunities for you to get closer to God, closer to others, start a relationship with Christ. That's what they're all about. I was reading one pastor's blog that he was talking about having all these people come up to him. Pastor, we need to start this. We need to start that. We need to start this. And he said, look, I am your pastor. I'm not your cruise director. Now, if you want to start something, let's talk about it. But don't think that I'm here just to start things for you. Our staff are people Provide opportunities. That's our job. That's my job. That's the church's, the leadership of this church is our job to provide opportunities for people to grow. Jesus' simple call says, Join me in this. And his message is simple. Set people free from a life that chews them up, sometimes spits them out, burns them out, burns them up. Teach them to love God, teach them to love others. And teach them to change the world. And as long as we keep coming back and saying we're, gonna, we're simply going to do just that, we'll never be like that church you saw at the beginning that the lady went to. We'll always be relevant. We'll always be ready to go and make a difference in the world. And you'll always say, that made a difference in my life today. Live a simple life and keep coming to a simple church. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this message that Jesus boils down to just a few sentences. Love you and love people. Father, may we do that. May we continue to simply move people closer in their relationship with you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.